Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to another edition of the Geeky Bros Podcast. I'm your boy, Tactics. I'm your boy, Darcy. I wasn't paying attention for a second there. <laughs> and this is Big Geek Umar. How you all doing? Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, I don't think they can really reply right now, but... Uh, I, I was also talking about you guys, but like, <laughs> it's cool. Uh, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing real good. I thought that was for the audience, too, and I was just like... When are they going to say anything? <laughs> In the comments section. Oh, smooth. True. They get ahead. I like that. All right, bro. So what's on the agenda for today? I figured we would go something a little bit simpler than what we have. Instead of multiple points, we just have one big point that would have multiple discussions. So I have a question for both. Actually, I have two questions. One, one main question with a follow-up. So what is... Your what are sorry your favorite top five MCU films and why? It's mm, a good one, Umar. How about you kick us off? <laughs> <laughs> I love how uh, Tactics was just like just doing doing this <laughs> when I asked the question. He's like, mm, I didn't hear nothing. What's going I got on? Nothing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So uh, I'll, I'll basically what I'll do is I'll run down my top five, and then I'll uh, explain and I'll go back and explain like the big reasons why uh, there are in the number one, number two, number three, number four, and number five spots. So hands down, number one has to go to Avengers Endgame. Probably is a very common answer, but nonetheless, that's where I'm at. Number two for me. Is like a, and this is like a close second. Uh, is uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier, hmm. and then uh, number three is uh, gonna have to go with Captain America: Civil War. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after that, gonna have to go with the first Avengers movie. Oh, okay, okay. And then my final one is um, is uh, Infinity War. Okay, okay. Oh, you got so, going to you got to go into why? I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like listening to this list, and I'm like, and I'm I'm also like looking at my list on the side, and I'm just like, I don't I don't think I can give a five. <laughs> 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 so so I need you to I need you to like continue. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, so number one, Endgame for me, like you have to understand, like when I first watched this in theaters, this was a cinema experience. Like, Umar, I, was I don't there. have to understand nothing. You, you still hate Cora, so I don't have to understand nothing. I'm just, I'm just, I just want, I just. <laughs> Just go on. I just. I feel like I've like I've like put you in like a PTSD situation. You're like Yo, you're gonna talk about Cora. You're gonna talk about Cora. For those of those who don't know, go watch the other videos. You'll find out why we have a problem about Cora. That was what like our our first video or our second video. Ah, like second or third. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, Endgame for me was a cinema experience. It was possibly the greatest cinema experience of my life. And I, I don't mean to say that like the film was the greatest film of my life. I mean, going to see the movie in theaters was the greatest theater cinema experience I could ever hope for. It was mm. 10 years of buildup, punctuated with like a great uh, like penultimate movie 
in Infinity War, and then having boom, it just explode in awesomeness. Was that word penultimate? Yes, that's basically something just before the ultimate. Wow, I did not know that word existed. I just got educated. I like it. <laughs> Keep going. I just had to check that word. I was like, whoa, what is this? <laughs> um, so yeah, like it was written well uh, for me. Like, yeah, the time, like a lot of people had some issues with the time travel. I didn't have as much with it. Uh, I guess once you start getting like too far into it and then you start arguing it too far, yeah, you can probably find some plot holes. But for me, I just... I love the beginning to end. I, I love that they took their time. I love that, like, I know some people felt that it was uh, too slow. I felt it was perfect. Like, it was well-paced. And, you know, that, you know that, that ending fight sequence, like, that alone, just like, you know, I mean. So, yeah, like, that is number one for me. Up until Endgame came out, Winter Soldier was my number one for, like, basically since the movie came out and nothing ever was able to like top it. Winter Soldier had everything I was looking for. It like, it gave me, so Texas, you could probably appreciate this. Um, Superman that I had in 1978 with Christopher Reeve, like he is what I believe Superman should be. And I mostly got that in the Superman animated series, but then I, I got like glimpses of him I think at the at best at Justice League, I know he did your man, or well, our man dirty in that movie, but it did slightly redeem Superman in that movie. So for me, there's like this ultimate Boy Scout who's like there for everybody. And Chris Evans, Captain America in Winter Soldier was what's, sorry, Darcy, I know this is probably going to hurt your feelings a little bit. He's everything that Henry Cavill wasn't when Man of Steel came out. Yo, Henry Cavill is the G, okay? It's not it's not his fault <laughs> how they write some of the stuff, okay? You know, they did they did Batman wrong, okay? And it has nothing to do with Ben Affleck, okay? I'm just saying. <laughs> no, but 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 like what I'm saying is like Ben Henry Cavill proved like I always believed he had it in him. He is the guy who can do it. But you're right, the writing wasn't there. They kind of somewhat possibly gave some of that writing at the end of Justice League when he came back. Anyway, spoiler warning. Too late now, but still, spoiler warning. <laughs> they ain't going to go see it at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but with Captain America Winter Soldier, I got, like, Steve Rogers was the 21st century of what Christopher Reeve was when um, in the 1970s or like early 1980s. I got that for the first time since him. And Freaking Chris Evans did it, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I never thought of Cap- I, I never thought I would care about Captain America. I was like, "This guy, whatever." I liked him in uh, the like he. I liked how Chris Evans did him in the first movie, but Winch Soldier is just like, mm. and also it, it was basically like Jason Bourne meets the MCU, and I was like, "This is my jam." And also that highway fight scene with the Winter Soldier is still. Well, up until Infinity War and Endgame came, it was still the best like fight sequence for me in Marvel. Interesting, interesting. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I'm trying not to get too bogged down for time. But um, so number three uh, is Civil War. I I did. It was a li- it was slightly more campy than I would have liked. Kind of like the like uh, it felt for me that if they had a, a really good storyline that was going to go like sore, it did. 
but it felt like the studio had a little bit of say in it. Uh, so that's why I kind of like dropped to number three because like that whole like I don't get me wrong I enjoyed that that airport fight scene, but that felt like a, like it was like studio influenced. It wasn't like it didn't really fit with the rest of the film in terms of like how serious they were taking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, but nonetheless, oh that that like the introduction uh, introduction of Spider Man, the introduction of Black Panther, the excellent use of both of them. And then on top of which, that phenomenal finale that was filled with both emotion and also action. Civil War was like, uh, like it what it was what Avengers Ultron never could hope to be. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then moving on to the first Avengers movie as my number four because that I re- I remember going to see that movie for the first time. I remember the excitement I had and not only was it reaching it, but like surpassing it, but also just, I went back and watched it last year just to be like, Hey, does this hold up? And for me, it does. It is a solid film that has like action, humor, uh, like nuances and subtleties of, uh, of performances and like callbacks to like the previous films. And just, it was the first time we got, it was the first time we got different movies coming together to form one big movie. Like it was the first time. And we never believed that could happen, and it did, and it was successful. So, yeah, that that always holds like a special place in my heart for me. Plus, also, I'm a big Loki fan, like Tom Hilton all the way. So, like having him as the main villain, you know, that's like that's just gold. And then finally, Infinity War, because like I know it was like, like I felt it was slightly rushed, and so were the big time critics. But actually, it's, it's kind of interesting. It was critics said that it was rushed but end games people said it was too slow so like ultimately they kind of balance each other out but infinity war was just fucking awesome that's all i can really say it's, it was just fucking awesome wow wow we get some emotion over here tell them how you feel man tell them how you feel I was, I was, these are all the movies that make me happy like when i basically all five of these movies i can watch at any point i will love the shit out of each one and it makes me feel like a kid every single time Mm. Dope. Yeah. I love I love that list. You know, I, you had me over here the whole time, just like like looking at my list. I even massaged my list a little bit since <laughs> while you were talking. I'm like, not 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 actually so much because like I'm copying the list because I actually didn't. Um, though, though there's some s- definite similarities between our lists, but because like you were kind of reminding me of certain things, and I was like, you yeah. know what? But like, and then different ways of looking at it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna jump in on mine quick then. So my list goes: Endgame, Winter nice. Soldier. Nice. Say it, man. Say it. Oh, I'm no, I'm debating between these two. I'm like, should I flip these two? Should I flip these two? Uh, I have three now, and I'm like, they're all like in third place for me, and I'm like, I'm struggling. I don't know which to say. So we got Endgame, we got Winter Soldier. <laughs> okay, we got Endgame, Winter Soldier, um, Infinity War, Black Panther, Guardians, one. Damn. Okay, that's actually okay. Okay, and I, ju- I ju- that's not even how the list is written. I just I just went off gut and switched them in my as I said it. <laughs> okay, so Endgame because everything you said, the build up, the payoff, like just the epicness of everything. Yeah. Um, 
and you know finally getting to see a uh and you let me put this to this to you as a random example okay you see a movie like X-Men Apocalypse being advertised, right? And yeah. there's a and imagine you're like a young kid, right? And we 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 felt this when we heard about X-Men 1 coming, right? Yeah. You get this feeling of like, oh, I can imagine this big epic spectacle. And and on the shows they they drew it like this, but like, oh, what if they had like all these people and all these things happen? And then yeah. every time you get the films, just like X-Men Apocalypse, you get nothing. You get like so little right? Yeah. Your imagination. And Endgame is the one film to actually take everything that a kid imagines of like all the cool stuff that could happen in a, in the film with like yeah. superheroes. And then it's like, no, it's actually happening. And it's <laughs> still happening. And it's, and it's like, they really spent money on this and we all appreciate it. And, and, it, and it financially worked out. And also, like, uh, just going sorry to interrupt, like just going to your point, like about like the advertising and like the trailers for stuff. For Endgame, all the trailers only showed the first like twenty to twenty five. Oh yeah, it's it's Bruce Brothers. Yeah, Bruce Brothers is awesome for like underselling because the the thing is, is you have to undersell. I mean, they didn't, they didn't have to sell it. They could they could literally have gotten away with Endgame. <laughs> And that was the advertisement. We we're like, yeah, we're showing up. <laughs> like, the, the, I don't think the box office would have changed at all if they didn't advertise yeah. and they just said the name of the movie because people had to see it after the last film. They yeah. had to f- see how it finished. And then once people heard about how good it was, it would have gone. So, like, they could have advertised, like, back in the 1920s before, or whatever when film started, like, when they would just have the name and you'd be like, yeah. Okay, I'll go check it out. So, yeah. <laughs> right? So, Endgame number one, yeah. like you said, Winter Soldier was like my top for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's also my favorite Captain America um, uh, uniform of all of them. There was something about True. it. It was because it was so real. Like it, like that looked like a stealthy a actual uniform. A black ops ha- Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. They just happened to put a star on it, right? Like they wouldn't give that to everybody else, right? And I love like how he like jumps out of the plane in the beginning and and like goes into that boat and that whole fight sequence and every fight sequence. But I just love how like everyone's like, did he have a parachute? It's like plane, <laughs> right? And the how grounded it was, how how just the action was 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 top notch. Okay. Then Infinity War. And because it is the first film to truly like pay a consequence in a film that True. had not happened like that in a, in a superhero film, like the whole Peter Parker and Tony Stark scene, yeah, when he goes was I, I'm balling, and it was like a really like. They actually went there, and the film ends, and they're like, "Okay, some after credits." They go, they go to do something <laughs> like, "No, like, like," and then they left you with that for a year. Like that experience alone, like, just amazing. Now, Black Panther for everything, and I, I kind of want to debate between it's like Black Panther and Civil War. For me, a lot of things were really dope in Civil War, but Black Panther just did more of it, which was expanding of the universe and a lot of cool stuff. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, like, I I feel bad leaving Civil War off of my list because I love that chase scene with the cars, especially learning how the stuff people did it. Like, because the thing people don't, not a lot of people realize that they were actually running on that highway. 
Yeah. What they 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 used a uh, for the people who don't know they have this kind of thing called magic carpet and they put it behind the vehicles yep. and the vehicles were going at like fifty miles per hour and the people were running on them so if they fell off they were like going to be seriously injured and yep. they were actually doing that's why it looks so good so much of that was practical but for me I don't know Black Panther it's just there's a lot of representation reasons. There's a lot yeah. of like expansion of the universe. Um, just a lot of cool, awesome stuff in there. And Guardians won because Guardians is like the thing that started the change in Marvel to a degree in terms of like coloring, like started to become way more vibrant after that point and, yeah. and, and more distinct. Each film, I feel like started to get a little bit more of its color palette instead of being generically. Cause a lot before that there were, kind of boring visually like they were very the like, color muted in comparison it was it was noticeable when you saw gardens of gallery galaxy there's something about it and it was just it was just an awesome experience that like i every time that thing is on like i can always slide in and watch that because it's going to be it's going to be awesome right it's it's not as epic as some of the other films True. but it's so something different that I don't know. I feel like up to that point, there were some good and then there were some not so good in Marvel and they were being a little safer. And that movie came in. It was like, no, let's, let's be a little more adventurous with all of our stuff. Let's let's not be held, hold back. It's a, kind of what it felt like to me. Like that movie meant something. To well, yeah, the like, they literally like Marvel literally took like the bottom of the barrel, like like C D level characters and was like, yo, let's put them front and center and get kicked ass. Yeah. Yeah, that soundtrack was a just magnificent. Yeah, and and, and an honorable mention to Gardens of the Galaxy two just for the ending like scenes with with the the um uh, what's his name the the guy with the the mohawk when he passed oh, and yeah. and the feels that they, they were able to paint in that that's why I call honorable mentions for that 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 part of the film because that mm-hmm. was so well done but a lot of the other rest of the film was was all right you know yeah. that that whole part was like. Because he's like, he the whole time he was like, but like I kind of like was your father, right? And yeah, like, exactly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I I, I digress. I digress. Tack. All right, T, you're up. Um. Okay. So number one would probably be Endgame for me, okay. solely based off of the fact that it was like, it didn't. It felt more like a. It felt more than just a movie. It was an event. Like it was like. I was at an arena, I was watching a sporting event or a fighting event happen, and I was rooting for a specific team. And you just feel, I just remember the moment when I'm in the theater and like those callback moments or those like moments that were like so powerful, like when Cat picks up the the hammer and you're just like, like... So many good moments in that movie. Like um, it was like our Super Bowl, like the geek yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah, or 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 the moment when like Cap, or the moment when like um, like it's just Thanos and Cap facing off against each other, and like Cap's shield is like broken, and Thanos is just looking at him like, "Yo, you got nothing now," and he's walking yeah. towards him, and then Cap it goes does a whole callback to like, I can do this all day, and you see the will in his eyes, but like you know he's like, "Fuck," like. This is this is it. This is the end for me. And then I thought all he was of a sudden, gonna die. I thought he was yeah. gonna die in that scene. Like I was legit thinking he was gonna die. Yeah. And then yeah, and then at the end, like or like in the during that scene, you just hear, hear cap on your left. And then all of a sudden you see the um 
uh, Doctor Strange's little mm. portal thing open, and then everyone's coming through, and then it's just that 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 standoff, and then a, we finally get the line: "Avengers assemble," and you're just like, "What?" Like in hindsight, like thinking back, I wish it would have been a little bit louder, but the fact that we still got it was yeah. amazing, nonetheless, right? So, Endgame for me, I just remember like being at the edge of my seat or like literally getting up and like cheering and like just hearing the audience reactions like was just it just added to the whole event and so uh close second would be infinity war for me just because i just remember i remember loving the film because i was like oh man we finally got we finally get thanos and then like that whole fight scene between him and tony and like when Tony gets like stabbed in the gut and you're like, oh shit, this is it? Like that's, this is when he, cause we all kind of assumed that he was gonna be, he was gonna kick the bucket, but you know, we didn't know if it was gonna be in Infinity War or in Endgame and sadly it was in Endgame, but um, that moment when it happens, we're all like, oh, and you can hear the gasp in the theater and you're just like, oh shit, like it, it happened. Like this is it, this is the end. And so that moment and then obviously, the fucking epic snap and you're just like and i remember i think i was watching it with you you were you sitting next to me i saw i, I saw i remember like, i was right like <laughs> i i because you had already seen it and so i turned to you and i was like wait what and you were like yeah and i was like wait no that it's the movie's not done it's like there's still more right and then credits and i was like <laughs> what and then i just remember going home and we were all silent bro like we were all like <laughs> we were all quiet because we were like yo did that just happen because we had no idea, like, like even if you're, you're like, even if you know, because the snap happens in the comic book, right? So you yeah. kind of expect it, but even then, it was so flooring. You're just like, that, like they just did that. They just went there. I like, I remember also like right after like the credits rolled, and you're like, you're like, okay, so there has to be an after credit scene, and I'm like, man, there's not. It's like, no, 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 you're you're fucking with me. Shut the fuck up! I'm I'm gonna see the after credit scene, and we get to the, like, the end. You're like, wait, well, there was, wasn't there? It was um, it set up uh, what's uh, Miss uh, Captain Marvel, right? When um, Sam, Sam, no, that that was um, that was, oh, actually, no, 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 that was uh, Sp- Spider Man did uh, did did the thing because it was Ant Man and Spider Man both did um. After credits. Oh wait, hold on. No, sorry. It was Ant Man and Captain Marvel. Those were the two that had the after credit scenes. But I don't recall. I know Ant Man's was yeah, um, yeah, yeah. when everyone disappeared. When he goes into yeah. the thing. But the, I could have swore Infinity War had a end credit scene too, where they set up Mar- uh, Captain Marvel. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, because it was the. Um, uh, because that's what that's what we Samuel find out. Jackson, but I can't think of his yeah. name. Yeah. Nick Fury with the Captain Marvel, and then yeah, that's right. You're right. Did, did they do the 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 showing of the um fan for Iron Man? He like he presses the pager, and like his last words were like "mother f," and then he just yeah, out right then. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I liked it for for that element because just to echo what Darcy said, we like it's very rare that you see that in a film where the bad guy gets Man. the upper hand and then he wins ultimately. And then you're just like, you're, you, the audience is just left being like, what, like, what the fuck? The only thing that has really come close to that to a certain extent, but not nearly on the same caliber was um, uh, Matrix, the Matrix Reloaded at the end. I don't know if you remember the scene um, where uh, Agent Smith 
finds a way into the real world because he takes over that guy's body. And then um, it's Neo oh, on one yeah. end of the table, and then they pan over, and then it's uh, Agent Smith, but in the body of uh, of a different guy. And you're just kind of like, whoa, what the fuck? So for me, it was uh, Empire Strikes Back because like the, that was like the one that always like even as a kid, like the fact that like Evil One, like Darth mm-hmm. Vader, like, he like mopped the floor with everybody. I was like, yeah, yo, yo, they can't just end it like that. Yeah. Um, so like this was like the new Empire Strikes Back. It was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Infinity Wars down here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so number three for me would be uh, Winter Soldier, because. Um, Going into Captain America, the first Avenger, I remember not being a, like impressed at all. I was just kind of like, mm, it's really, yeah, I was not, I wasn't really into it. I think I was the only one who actually was impressed with that movie. I liked, I liked elements of it, but overall, like, it's not a movie that, like, I base my list on rewatchability. So if I can not watch a movie over and over again, then that for me pretty much signifies whether or not I really like the movie, right? And so for Captain uh, for Captain um, America, I I think I only saw it one or two times and I really wasn't all that interested in, in it. So, but when they came out with Winter Soldier, it was like completely different. And it's like everything about that, like the highway scene that you guys mentioned, um, just the overall storyline, like it, it like, um, what do I compare it to? It's kind of like a espionage type of film. Like Marvel has this way of like, you know, they play on the tropes of like um, movie genres in a way. Like with Ant-Man, it was like a heist film. With Cap- uh, Winter Soldier, it was like an espionage type of conspiracy it was, it was film. Like a kind of spy film. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, I really like that because it, it – it takes it beyond just a comic book movie, which is why it's like, I, I, I can kind of get why a lot of these actors who are part of these franchises hear like people like Martin Scorsese, like say, oh, like um, Marvel movies aren't real films or anything like that. But it's like the storyline is there. Like if you strip yeah. away like the superhero element to it, like, and you just get engulfed in the, the film itself and the way it's written and the storyline and the character development, yeah. like it's all there. Like all the pieces are there of a film. The only thing I would say that's lackluster that needs to be better developed with the exception of Thanos is the villains. Like Marvel, a lot of Marvel um, Marvel's villains aren't, aren't that strong in terms of their, their character development aside from Thanos and Loki, obviously. But, exactly. That's, yeah. that, that's, that is the list. Yeah. Well, well, Killmonger, Killmonger, man, he's good. He's a good villain. Oh, yeah, but then, okay, but but then they uh, then they kill him off, and it's just like yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I'm just saying, like he was a really well, like yeah, like methodical, flushed out villain. Obviously, he's not there to to yeah. work with. I would say that Killmonger was the first relatable villain because yeah. like, Loki, we can't really relate to him. We could, he's more like a Shakespearean character that we can connect with. Mm-hmm. Thanos, well, we can we can get to that him later. But like Killmonger, like to a point, I remember Texas. I think it was you saying it. Like your favorite villain is the one that um, you understand. You or? have a hard, you have a hard time um, like going against them. Like they 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 make a lot of really good valid points that you're kind of like oh, but I get it. Like um, yeah. Magneto is a perfect example where it's just like. Okay, you're you're a bit of an extremist, but I get where you're coming from. So, like your people have been oppressed and you want to do right by your people and you don't give a fuck about all the other like all the your like the human race because they don't give a fuck about you. And so yeah. your ideals kind of represent 
that extreme behavior that you're exhibiting, but you know, yeah. it makes a whole lot of class. sense. Especially in yeah. first class, like when you see like his, they, how they paint the backstory and then they lead mm-hmm. into who he is, you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Another villain I think I really resonated with, with the same way as Killmonger, was Koba from uh, Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was he was also a really good villain. Great yeah. villain. Yeah. Yeah. When you said that at first, I was like, which Marvel film? <laughs> Before you said Planet of the Apes, I was like, what? <laughs> no, I, I, that I went there too. I was like, wait, well, who's Koba? I was like, <laughs> I'm like, I was thinking like. Maybe it's like in um uh what was it uh, Ultron? I was thinking like Ultron. So going back to like Winter Soldier for you. So like uh like it was the, the fact that it was like a genre based thing. Yeah. Um. And then like that movie is what made me like just fall in love with Captain America. Like I didn't know much about him. Like I I knew like I had seen like the old like eighties or maybe it was a 70s version of Captain America. Like, there was an actual movie that- You saw I, that old one? I saw the old one, and I was like, <laughs> damn, yo. This, ugh. Like, I'm not impressed. Yeah. Um, so I, I just had that image in my mind. And then I'd seen, like, him show up here and there in, like, some of the, like, the Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. But, like, again, it was, at that point, I was kind of like, I don't really care about Captain America. I'm, like, I'm here for Spider-Man, you know? Or yeah. I'm here for the Punisher. Like, yeah. But Chris Evans did a phenomenal job with that character and just what Captain America stands for, like Umar, what you were saying, how he's kind of like a similar representation of what Christopher Reeves brought to Superman's character, right? I, I really felt that, right? There were, the parallels are, are very similar. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I, I just really liked him as a character and what he, what he stood for. And on top of that, that opening scene on the ship, where he fights GSP, like I was, man. I like had that. no idea who that person was. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, it's him!" And I'm just like, "Yeah, who? yeah." Like I'm not a big UFC fan. Like I don't watch it religiously, but I do. I do respect GSP. GSP kind of reminds me of Captain America in a lot of ways, but like based on some of his interviews, in terms of like what he actually represents. Like you know, I'm sure you guys are familiar with Conor McGregor. Like GSP is like the opposite of <laughs> Conor McGregor. Not to say that Conor McGregor is bad by any means, but like he's got a certain level of I don't want to say yeah, it's like a, a like a very <laughs> inflated ego. Like he granted he can back it up, right? He's got and he's very very confident whereas um GSP is more on the he's more on the humble side. He actually doesn't like fighting and it's it's just something that it's just something that he does for his job and like he like like I was um uh, listening to him on uh, the Joe Rogan podcast. And he was talking about how like the process in terms of like when he's getting ready for a fight, he's petrified. Like he's like, I train, I train like so hard. And I'm all like every fight I've ever been in, I've always been afraid. People always think, oh, you have all this confidence, you're ready and everything. It's like, no matter how ready I am, I'm always afraid. But then I always just, you know, try to kind of you know, change my mindset to like being like, okay, you know what? I have this, I got this. And that I found, I just found that very admirable because you would think like, cause he's like considered one of the greats in UFC. And then just for him to be so humble about his, like his accomplishments and everything like that is very admirable to me. Like, like I said before in a previous podcast, like I'm always, I don't like those like overly cocky characters, whether in real life or in 
like entertainment or like movies or whatever like that. Like I resonate more with the humble guy who is great and has every reason to be cocky, but is very tame. Like Captain America, perfect example. Like yeah, yeah like fucking. I would say like one of my one of the things. I think the reason why I like the first Captain America so much was because I like you tactics. I I had I hated Captain America. I'm like I don't need some like redneck uh, guy mm-hmm. with like. There's like a American Shield to like come mm-hmm. out and say America is great. Yeah. Instead, I got Chris Evans, who used to be the funny man. Like he mm-hmm. was like, I remember he was like a, a like a poor man's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, the first Captain America shows up, and he plays this like really soulful. Completely di- yeah, yeah. Like that's what made me love the movie. I was like, mm-hmm. holy shit, this is actually. Yeah. This is well acted, yeah. And like, and then I also I like what you were talking about right here about the humbleness. It's like he goes through this transformation. He starts like making these movies and doing all these like stage fights and all that sort of stuff. He goes to see one of his own movies with the crowd. The crowd is uh, like cheering, and he's like this big guy, just like crunching the counter, and he's just, yeah. he has like a small little smile. And I was like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he's actually mentioned how like he actually turned down the role a couple of times before and because of the, the, the lengthy commitment and that he, he's a person that goes through like actual anxiety and, and bouts of depression, which I also found very admirable because that's a very vulnerable thing. And I have, I've always said that like when you're able to express your vulnerability openly, it, it's, it's actually not weakness. It's, it's the opposite strength. Right. So I really respected him for that. And it just kind of, it made, it really solidified, marvel's choice in him becoming captain america because it's like that's now it's like based off of who captain america is it's like i can't see him as anything other than what chris evans gave us you know what i mean yeah he's he's really he's really perfect in that role and like going back to that like first avengers piece you know like the, the first movie i love that movie and the funny thing is is i think that the lesser parts of the film are actually in the more super heroic parts, mm-hmm. and the better parts of the film are in Chris Evans. Completely agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very well said. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. You keep keep going with your list. I just like I, yeah. when you said that. I was like, that's that's like where I feel. But like yeah. it's a great film, and I always remember Chris Evans scenes. Like even yeah. the, the scene with like, I saw this actually uh, with um, uh, my, my woman's like younger nephew one day, and I don't think he'd seen the movie because you know it's like he he was like two or something when it came out mm-hmm. and we, we were watching it and the the scene with the the flagpole and it was yeah. just kind of like for him it's like oh and it's like yeah sometimes you just don't have to be like strong you just yeah. have to be smart and yeah. it's like dude like the simplest <laughs> thing ever <laughs> but nobody saw it yeah and also i love how she like laughed like such and, he, and he just got in the truck and he's just like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> he, like, he like folds the flag and he's just like, here you go. And then he just like walks on. I was like, damn. Oh, man. <laughs> it, it was awesome because he's just like, even he knew that they were dumb, but he's like, I'm too tired to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You're, you're number four. Um, so, number four, it would have to be Civil War just because it gave us so much. I felt like it was, it was an Avengers film because of how jam-packed it was but it didn't for me personally it didn't feel rushed or jam-packed at all like it was very very complete there was a lot of really great elements in it and i liked i liked the tension that built as a result of the divide between the two teams the debate like the the, the, yeah the, the the debate and it was kind of like okay i again it's like you're put in a position where it's like all right i see both points but it's like man it's like for me, I was kind of like, yo, I'm 
I'm team cap. I'm sorry. Even though, you know, they got Spider-Man over on the other side and Black uh, Panther and Black Panther. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, he just, he, I mean, he had his own kind of vendetta. I feel like he was just like, but see, look, see, this is what I love. This is why some wars up on my list is because the debate is multifaceted. It's not mm-hmm. just like who, which side you're on. Because like for me politically, I go with oversight, which means I would have gone with Iron Man. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like we're saying, I believe in Captain America. Mm-hmm. So like when he says the safest hands are still our own. I believe that. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm like, no. So like, it has to. I, I I agree. I would be on Team Cap. But also at the same time, like T'Challa and like the death of T'Chaka. He is politically warranted. He's a he's from royalty. He is a king, mm-hmm. and also at the same time, they killed the king. So therefore, mm-hmm. they are a lot like legally and also like in some form. Uh, like let's just leave it legally. Mm-hmm. Legally, he's entitled to everything he did. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, but at the same time, you're like, oh, you you you're lost in anger. You're, you're, yeah. So yeah, I, I hear you on that one. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was really powerful in that in that regard, and that's that's why I put it on my like that's why it made the top five for me. And um, I love that hangar fight scene, man. Like I like say what you will about it, but I I that that was like the most entertaining like 15, 20 minutes for me within that movie. I was just like, man, I I I can't believe I'm like alive to witness this shit happening right now. Yes. Like yeah, yes. you know we and and on top of that, it's the introduction of a uh, Spider-Man that they finally got right, like in the sense where it was like yeah. with yeah. with Tobey Maguire, we had <laughs> we're, a. We're debating over here, but go on. Hear me, <laughs> well, hear me out. Actually, I want to hear this. I want to hear this. Hear me out. So with Tobey Maguire, we got a perfect. We had we got a perfect Peter Parker, but he did not make a good Spider-Man. I'm just gonna be frank with that. I agree with with the Amazing Spider-Man. Yo, he was killing it as Spider-Man, but he was way too fucking cool to be Peter Parker. No, there's no way you're going to tell me that that guy, Peter Parker, that version of Peter Parker is a nerd that can't get girls. This man's like skateboarding and shit. And like, even before he had the powers, like, you know, he's, he was too cool. Like Peter Parker is supposed to be like a nerd. And like, I feel like if, you know, he took a couple martial arts class, he'd fuck Flash thompson up in a in a heartbeat man like that like i didn't buy him as a as a nerd at all and then with uh tom tom holland we like you he was very witty as spider-man which and like he like you could see like they actually introduced him in the in the sense of like him talking during fights which is something which is like a common trope for spider-man because it kind of helps him relax and focus or whatever i mean you probably know more of the reason than i do but um and then as Peter Parker, especially when he got his own movie, you could see, yo, this dude actually is a nerd. Like, I believe him. I believe what they're trying to build or convey with his character in the sense that, okay, yeah, this guy's kind of a geek. Like, he probably doesn't pull a lot of girls. He's ha- Look at his best friend. His best friend is also a nerd. It's just like, you, it's believable. You know what I mean? Um, yo, I, 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 I only thing I have to say that I agree with you. The only thing I think that Tom Holland is actually like almost too attractive to be a Peter Parker, if you know what I'm saying. Like he's like he's like I believe it because he sells it, uh-huh. but in, but if I if I like look at him like in reality, I'd be like, yeah, he can still get girls. <laughs> okay, fair, but I mean, even in the carts in the animated 
yeah. uh, show, like from the '90s, like he was still an attractive dude. So it was like, but he was also like a nerd, yeah. right? So it was kind of he was like, like self defeating himself in the sense yeah. like he had the capability to do it. He just never believed he had the capability yeah. to do it. That's why I like believed in Andrew Garfield as well, because like, like I found that Andrew Garfield was like, he, I agree, he was better as a Spider Man, like his like mm-hmm. his like joking and like his being like the literal friendly neighborhood Spider Man. But also, like, his Peter Parker was, it was, a little, I will agree, it's a little too tortured, a little bit too angry. But, like, he still also had that, like, that emo aspect of it being, like, a, like a, just, like, a guy who doesn't have a lot of friends. Yeah. But I, I do I do see that Tom Holland does the the nerd cold. Yeah, like, if, if we're basing it off of what we're used to in it with the character, then I feel like Andrew Garfield's version kind of goes against that not to say that he didn't do a great job but i i i think he's a phenomenal actor especially when like we had already mentioned the scene between him and Aunt May when she's like you're my boy kind of like that scene alone between the both of them him his performance as well phenomenal just like the way that like his mannerisms and the way he reacted when he was like so endearing like that to me is like he's a great actor like like and him him and emma stone like they're they're just well, that that was just organic. I mean, they were just pretty much living their lives, right? So it's like, yeah, you know, this, yeah. But I, um, I love I love Andrew Garfield's depiction, and I agree that like his Peter Parker is not as accurate. But I feel like it was accurate in a like a semi different universe kind of idea. Like mm-hmm. if you know, if it wasn't like the true and tried true universe, because I feel like it was not set up a hundred percent to be the, yeah. the, the typical try and true universe. Mm-hmm. Cause if you, if like, if we take what Tom Holland's is, it's a try and true universe because of everything else that's around it. And the, the more fun, I want to say universe, mm-hmm. that universe is meant to be a little bit different. I, I, I was really upset when like Andrew Garfield was going to be recast. Um, yeah. And, Tom Holland won me over right away, like and, and like, right away. And, and like a heartbeat. Like it was like, oh okay, um, but but <laughs> like I was surprised. I was like, I thought I was gonna struggle, and then it was like, oh no, we're good. <laughs> like <laughs> it's like uh, like uh, when your your buddy gets like um bro- like dumped, and then like you you have to meet like the the new boyfriend. You're like, yo, I'm not gonna like this guy, and then like the guy's like, hey man, how you doing? I'm like, okay, hey man, just like, how's it going? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but uh, like. I, don't know, I also had time to mourn, but yeah, I, I agree that like, if if you ask me, would I want Andrew Garfield's character in this universe? No. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I agree. Like, I, if I we had that. a Spider Verse and we, in live action stuff, I would love to see that, and you know, it'd be explained as an alternate Spider Verse, right? Like that to me would work. But mm-hmm. uh, but I digress. Anyways, you have I think number five to still get to. Yeah. Right? So the last one is, uh, and this one was tough for me because I had a lot of contenders, but uh, I'd have to put my number five as Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Ooh. One. Damn. And, and I and I picked this one specifically because Umar, we had already discussed this. I'm not a big fan of like space, um, oh. like space movies, right? So it's like. They don't really do much for me. Like the only thing, the only space movie that I really got into was the original Star Wars franchise, right? And even then, it's like I'm, I wouldn't call myself like an avid fan of Star Wars. I'll like go and watch the movies, but I don't really pay much attention to the lore. Like you know, I personally liked the the new films, but everyone was like shitting on them. So it's like okay, well, I clearly have no 
I have no idea what's going on because I actually enjoyed it, and you know, apparently I'm missing I, yeah, something. Like, I, like we'll we'll have a, another dis- discussion about Star Wars, but like I would say, like the, yeah, I didn't have. Well, it. actually, no, because I don't know much about Star Wars. I didn't. I wasn't trying to say that to like bring that into the into the podcast. <laughs> Tactics. Let, let me let me let me give you the piece of the conversation to help because I'm also not heavy in Star Wars. <laughs> I've, watched, I've watched all the Clone Wars, like mm-hmm. all of the, 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 the like the animated stuff through and through, and watched a bunch of YouTube. videos videos like to understand more of the lore but i'm like still super ignorant the thing that i find about the last three films one they don't stand up like when you watch them in in, in time they just mm-hmm. don't stand up like mm-hmm. they they have so many giant flaws in their mm-hmm. like even they, the, the plots that just don't make sense and then when you tie it back to everything else that goes before it it really hurts right because it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't connect properly Honestly, I guess I'm good, simple-minded, man. I don't know. I just, I was no, like, yeah. I was... bro, it's not, it's not like that. Like literally, the, the, they're called the sequel trilogy. The sequel mm-hmm. trilogy is at war with itself. Like gotcha. because of behind the scenes, like the writers, directors, and like the studios were all going at each other. Mm-hmm. And like, like the first one, it was like a rehash of like the the original. So everyone was like, okay. But like when we went to our sequel trilogy, we had just seen the prequels. Like we all know how terrible those movies were. Mm. Do you know how terrible those movies were? I only saw the first one. Then you know how <laughs> terrible that they were. <laughs> you, you you have enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you I saw like I saw bits and pieces of like two and three. Uh, I, I saw what I needed to, that's to see. That's all you but, need to do, man. <laughs> and then when, and then going into like the newer ones, I I watched like I found like um like a full summary of the movies leading up to the newer ones. So I just watched that to kind of get a general understanding of the lore. And like you, Darcy, I was still kind of ignorant to what was going on. I I feel like there's also a thing that can play, especially when you are completely ignorant of the lore and don't care. And it's fine. Like lots of people are, I feel like the prequels Mm -hmm. and even the sequels, (laughs) I don't know what to call them. They they both have a lot of really cool moments, but mm-hmm. as an overall arcing story and tying everything in, it just doesn't hold up. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just there's just issues at play. Like and, a, literally, yeah. the only thing you can say positive about the prequels is the fact that it was an, like it was a cohesive storyline. It wasn't good, and it wasn't uh, it, it wasn't in line with the originals that was done. But at least that trilogy in itself it made sense. Like the arc was there. The sequels, the arc kind of went like this. And you're, like, you're like I guess, but like I myself, like I didn't hate the tr- the sequels as much as the rest of the Star Wars fandom did. Mm-hmm. But th- that's like yeah, that's a whole other debate. But yeah, so you're saying that uh, yeah. So back to the Guardians. Um, <laughs> so uh, with the Guardians, I like I said, I I'm not really big into space movies and 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 whatnot. It's never really been my shit. But um, watching the movie, I kind of went in with like low expectations because for one it was a space movie two mm. i had no idea who these fucking characters were <laughs> um yeah. so it's kind of like i was just kind of going in i'm like i'm just watching it just so i can be caught up with the timeline and understand what we're leading up to right so i don't want to miss out on anything and i walked away really enjoying it i had a really great time especially like the not so much well the opening scene i guess it was there was a scene before that, but like the whole dance with Star Lord, I was like, "Yo, I am in." So <laughs> I was just like, "Yeah, like I." It's it's basically setting a precedent for like the rest of the movie. So I'm like, "All right, cool." And then, yeah, the storyline, like I was cool with the storyline. It's nothing 
epic or anything like that. It's not on like the level of like Winter Soldier, but the characters are really what sold me for that within that movie, 100%. right? Like they're like yeah. all the characters had something interesting and intriguing to bring to the table. Like even Groot, it was just kind of like just him and like Yo, Vin Diesel one, killed it. Yeah, it was just like one note character, right? But it was like it was cool. Like it was cool to see him and like he added a like a comedic element to the movie as well and like him in pairing with um with rocky oh Uh, yeah oh yeah oh yeah absolutely like everyone had their funny moments really so yeah um yeah just the characters are really what what did it for me and so i really i I walked away really enjoying the movie and i would watch it again okay so both of yours descriptions have led me to ask you two additional questions and I have three points to make after that. <laughs> okay, so what is what is the most funniest moment in uh in the in the MCU that like you just remember right off the bat that may, also makes you chuckle when you remember it? Oh, I don't know right now. Um, uh, okay, it's because it's the most recent and it's the one I I think of. Uh, uh, Captain America when he's fighting himself. And he goes, I could do this all day. And he's like, I know. That's good. Because it was a trope that they kept saying over and over again. And then finally it was like, yo, even he's getting bored of it, man. So yeah, I really I I really like that one. That one really stood out for me. And then on top of that follow-up where he's just like, that is America's ass. What <laughs> <laughs> uh, one that stands out for me comes from Black Panther when uh, what's his name heal is he's healed and he wakes up oh. and he wakes up and she's like she's like don't scare me like that colonizer. I was like oh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that the entire audience was laughing so hard I did not hear the next two lines at all. <laughs> oh man, I was like colonizer. That is going to be my word. I am going to. I want to insert that on people in a really unexpected way because it's like it is like a kind of offensive phrase that at the same time they're not ready for because they never heard it so you're like what mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you for me i think it would have to be um like It would have to be uh, day. Like I think the one that I, I laughed the hardest at, and it was some, also the thing I heard the most recent was also Endgame. Was I'll do you one better. Why is Gamora? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Wrong that, game. Wrong game. That killed me. Almost, like, but I, I gotta say, like the cl- closer, like Dave Batista, because I never expect him to be funny. Uh-huh. He always gets me to laugh the hardest, and I, I think it would be like this. Like the other one, he he said it was like nothing. So, uh, nothing goes over my head. My reflexes are too bad. <laughs> <Someone> catch it. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, he's good. Oh man, do you have a Wait, second uh, follow-up question? Oh yeah, the follow-up question was: Did you guys ever? Because like I remember, there were two big debates in Marvel. One was Civil War, which is like we kind of touched upon it earlier, which is like which side are you on? Why? Mm-hmm. Uh, I even remember like like my my sister and I, who like were big politics people, and we like started like arguing both sides. But anyway, like my question to you is: Did you guys ever get involved in the Thanos debate? Like, did you ever like side with Thanos or like think that he had a point in the in Infinity War? Yes, I did. I think I got into a debate with you about it. Really? A little, or maybe it wasn't you, it was someone else, but I just was like, initially, I could kind of, I was like, all right, I guess I can see 
where you're coming from. But then I'm like, you got this glove that has like the power of the universe. Rather than wiping out the entire planet, can't you just make more resources? Like, just didn't make. He, I felt like he was just like, yo, I just want to be an evil dick because I'm Thanos and I'm a badass. I think I think it it it, it goes to, and I'm going to bring up a comparison to Magneto here, which is you. He had a past. Right. And that trauma trauma that led him to cement himself in a belief that this is how we're going to solve this problem. And he was steadfast enough to actually do something about it. And at some point, you know, like in the beginning, yeah, there's always a point where you might, you know, change your mind. But if you commit to it, like actually wipe out a planet or kill people for your 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 belief, you're going to cement even deeper into it. And so I think that it goes more to the point that by the time he gets the gauntlet, there's no way he's going to change his mind. It's not no. like he's going to take more resources. And it's not like he was trying to convince him to change his mind. Yeah. Like nobody was making the argument, hey, by the way, you know, why don't you try this? It's just, it's one of those things where it's like he had cemented his mind in it and he didn't have a different conclusion early on because of some trauma. And that was the point to like, yeah, like, totally. I but I, I, for me, it didn't. It for me, it didn't translate as strongly in terms of like my belief or like my my own perspective in terms of like oh, I can see and justify it in my head as to why that's the logical oh, route yeah. for you to yeah. take versus someone like Magneto, where it's like yeah, it's another extreme, but it's like shit. I do kind of get where you're yeah. coming from, so now I'm conflicted. I wasn't conflicted with with uh, Thanos's ideals. Yeah. Yeah, there are people who get to that conclusion, actually, mm. surprisingly, like a surprising good number of people who get to those kinds of conclusions where yeah. eradication or types of things are are, are the are their answer. Yeah, um, but, yeah. but it is a uh, obviously a lesser uh, a number of people. So mm. for me, like what I found, like there, ha- I know some people who've like strongly argued that like Thanos was going about things right. And like, you know, it's just that they he was just going a little too over the top by like wiping out half the existence and also other people were arguing was like why can't you like the same thing as new tactics like why can't you just make more resources but for me like i i i'm kind of in line a little bit mostly in line with what you're saying darcy where it's like he suffered a trauma with his planet so he he kind of indoctrinated a a one rule fits all mm-hmm. and like but like that show but I, I what i loved about him was the in i think first you see the dichotomy between him and infinity war and like the version you see in Endgame. they're like they're essentially fundamentally different because the one in infinity war is almost like zen mm-hmm. he's, he's like a zen warrior who's just like but he's also insane because i remember that scene with him and gamora in his throne room he was uh, she's like you don't know that he's like i'm the only one who knows that and the only one who's like willing to do anything about it and you're just like yeah that's not scientific that's that's straight up like you like you believe something like you're saying darcy like it is it is just the thing that you can't change your mind from despite other evidence to the contrary and then you see him in endgame where he sees the evidence that it, it doesn't work and he's like you guys are right i just need to wipe out everybody it's just like it's just like the next step of the same doctrine yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, Darcy, I, you had like three things you were going to say. I'm going to narrow it down to one because I forgot the other two. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. No. Um, so the the one is I wanted when 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 Tax was talking about Guardians of the Galaxy and being bought in the second the music came in, it reminded me of um, 
the difference between that and Suicide Squad. Yeah, I'm tying it back to that 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 old trash. I really would like to hear how this goes. <laughs> well, he, he, Suicide Squad a lot for trailer reasons, but potentially mm. because of Gardens in the Galaxy as part of the reason. Also, the fact that they've hired oh, Josh right. Gunn, right? right? Is that yeah. they, they use music, and the thing is, there's a fundamental difference between the the, the two how they use music, right? One. Um, in Gardens of the Galaxy, they actually use the music as um, part of the set. So the music that was heard was actually in the world. So he was listening to it in his headphones. They were playing it in the ship for the most part. Like when the music was part of the, the scene, it was in the world. I guess there's obviously like scoring that happens that's not in the world, right? But when it was present and it was basically a character then it was part of the world. And with, and that's my half of my point, I'm going to circle back my other half on it. With Suicide Squad, when it was so present, it was treated like a music video. It was <clears throat> external of the characters in a yeah. lot of the scenarios, but it was loud enough and present enough in terms of how the audio mixing was done to make it feel like it was supposed to be a character. So it actually can be in conflict with the scene. Now you can use music like a music video to enhance editing, Right. If you have a cool, badass uh, action sequence where let's say there's a bunch of kicks and stuff like that and you edit the way the actual fighting happens to the beat of the music, you could do something like that. Not every movie can do that, but it's it's a it's a design aesthetic that you can choose. But it's I mean, it's it's a very it's very choosy and very specific design aesthetic to to go for. The other thing I loved about Gardens of the Galaxy, and this is the thought that crossed my head first when Tactics was talking, is that the music in Guardians of the Galaxy was part of the story. It was actually depicting so much of his character and tied yeah. back to his mother. And in both films, he had two different like mixtapes specifically given to him from her. And he'd like moved on from one chapter of his life to the next chapter of his life. And it was signified by choosing the next tape. Right. Yeah. Like those, like it's so well crafted into the story and making it a character in the movie in, in, in such a beautiful way. Whereas you take a movie like Suicide Squad, just because the the complete opposite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where they like just, they just try to like make it a big thing and it just flopped in like every regard. Yeah. So. Uh, I, w- I want to add one more point uh, to my love for the first Avengers movie in my list. Another reason why I love that movie so much was Hulk. Mm-hmm. Because like before we had Edward Norton, before that we had Eric Bana. Like, like Hulk was always Hulk has been done in so many different ways. Like we all the way back to the TV show with uh, Joe Ferrigno. Uh, Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno. Sorry, yeah, yeah Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> I was like, that didn't sound right. I just didn't yeah, know right. it. <laughs> it didn't sound right either. I was just like, I don't think I said above it anyway. But I gotta say, like, while I would say what it was done with him later on also wasn't my favorite, but in Avengers, the psychology of Bruce Banner that Mark Ruffalo played, the the different types of hulks we got. We got like the one that is like he's in control of his body. And then you get the one that is a result of like the explosion. So whenever he gets like angry innately without him like being able to control it that it's like a wild hulk mm-hmm. but at the end you get a third you get like a different hulk which is like 
he's still in control, but he's also like the, like he's kind of like given a little bit of control to the Hulk, but he has it. But it was done seriously. It was done with some humor. Like Mark Ruffalo played it with like like when he goes to the baby crib, and he's like, I don't always get what I want. That like that's sad, but it's also kind of like a joke in itself. There, like there's like there's subtleties in the depiction of this uh, Hulk and this Bruce Banner relationship that I was like, that was expertly done, mm-hmm. and I, and that's why I was kind of sad with Thor Ragnarok a little bit because they like and also with uh, Infinity War they kind of made him a joke. They kind of brought it back a little bit uh, in um, in Endgame, like especially that scene with him and Thor when he go when he goes to like get Thor to come with him, and like Thor has his breakdown and he like grabs him and, and like Hulk just kind of like gently like um, as Bruce Banner, but firmly as with the Hulk, he has that voice change. It's like, please take your hands off me. Yeah. yeah. So, I, you know, I hear what you're saying about what happened in the Hulk last couple films, but I kind of I have to say I disagree with it on the basis that like Ragnarok was used to expand his character and to actually like introduce more of the Hulk aspect of Hulk, right, <laughs> coming out in the from the psyche, um, and using the time lapse of him not being there to also be a part as why they could jump his character far, far forward quickly, and in, in terms of like having it off screen quickly, yeah. um, and then. You you completely break his character down in Infinity War to start building it back up slowly in Endgame, and I feel like it's all a plan so that they can do something big with the Hulk in coming films yeah. that you couldn't do if you didn't take take him apart and deconstruct him and try to build him back up first um, to 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 expand on multiple different things that he, he can do with that character. And the the struggle has been we haven't been able to make. Uh, a Hulk film in a, quite a long time because we don't want to fall into tropes and his character didn't have enough dimensions yeah. to to build a film around. Yeah. And even if they don't build a full film just on him alone, but he's a big starring part of it, like Ragnarok, but even bigger than that, you need to to develop his character enough. And I feel like they've now done that through the end game that they can throw Hulk into a Spider-Man film. They could throw Hulk into like a bunch of other films and he would have a role to play that isn't like smash, (laughs) you know? Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I I applaud what they did with the characters, what I'm saying. So I gotta say, I love what they did with Thor from infinity war to end game. Like his just alone in those two films, his story arc from like, that was just, magnificent thank goodness for um uh oh my gosh I, now i can't think something in lou ferrigno because you know what you said um um what's the director taika thank goodness for taika watiti coming in and re allowing hemsworth to to take a real spin on that character and the two of them really go out there like <laughs> show the com- comedian because like i can't see thor any other way pre Ragnarok and I've seen you see some of the old clips of him and I'm like no that's not the Thor I want to see I want to see everything that we have right now I do not want to see early Thor because he's too he doesn't have enough dimension to him and I love the humor that Hemsworth is able to bring to the character because he's such a big guy that he's not supposed to be what he actually is in real life, which is like a actually well-rounded, like funny person with humility. And he's not supposed to be that in that role. And that's what makes the role so much more enjoyable is that he brings things that I, I, I think taxes is like, you know, the things that he loves in a character, right. You know, mm-hmm. like that, that, that humility and it's like, that's what makes him amazing right now. 
So, what do you think, agree. T, about like the Hulk or Thor? Um, <clears throat> I agree with everything that you guys said in terms of, especially with Thor. Like, I, I didn't, I was not impressed with the first two Thor films. Like, I did not like them at all. I admit uh, I'm the minority who love prefer those over Ragnarok. What? Yeah, Get well, no, no, no. well I, so because you you said you like the Shakespearean aspect of the first exactly. one, right? So I, I can get it from that standpoint. I just didn't like him as a character, especially him being so pompous and arrogant. And it just I just can't relate to the characters like that. I hear you. But um, yeah, no, totally um, to echo what uh, Darcy said about how his character progressed, especially in Ragnarok and like they added more of a they took certain liberties with him and added more of a comedic element which made him a more likable character there the the arrogance was still there to a certain extent but it was almost like it was very lighthearted as opposed to like oh yeah. i'm the shit and this you know it's kind of like he's he, like now he's like he's cocky but then it, it's like now he's kind of unsure of himself because it's like yeah. now there's like all these other Made, like big characters like Captain America, and obviously with the the hammer thing from Ult like Ultron when he moves it a little bit. Yeah, and then Hulk obviously being the strongest Avenger, as we established in Ragnarok. So it's like it, it's it's like he he's the butt of his own joke, which I liked because it kind of took him down a, a peg. Yeah. yeah. But he's still like he comes into Infinity War and it's like he comes out with that new hammer and it's like oh, oh yeah oh, and then oh, yeah oh, and then he backs it up and it's like, woof, yeah. Woof, 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 woof. yeah like that's cr that's crazy so I like that I like that balance yeah like and kind of kind of like what you were saying like uh, both of you actually were saying like I love that when he fought uh, Thanos in Endgame with Iron Man and uh, and Captain America yeah he was fat but he was the most powerful he had ever been at that point. He had mm -hmm. two hammers. He had all the lightning completely coming like within himself and he had overcome his like emotional hangup. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, he was, he was still in a fat suit, which I'm glad they kept, but it's kind of like what you're saying about the character himself. Like he himself was more, was more enriched. Mm -hmm. You know, what I love about the Fetsu is like uh, rewatching like Endgame a few times. It was like I didn't notice it in the moment because you know, there's so much stuff to pay attention to in that movie that yeah. you're not going to see all the details because it was just you're like, oh, right. But there was like when he, you know, raises up and gets, gets the lightning, the suit goes on. I didn't realize it like he braided his hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And his like fat suit was like a little bit of like what well, that was like slimming, uh, like, like things. Waist like, like, like almost yeah. waist trainer him a little bit. And I was like, damn. Like, <laughs> he's, like, he's like, summon the waist trainer. Let's go. <laughs> Braid my hair. <laughs> it's like, that's a lot of specific things to get from just yeah. the camera and the, and the outfit. It's like, yeah. can you imagine like a, 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 a Thor, like Sailor Moon scene where it's just spinning? Oh. And <laughs> hair is like weaving itself. <laughs> Oh, oh man. man, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going off on a tangent. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're at five thirty, so I guess yeah. any closing statements before we end? I would just like to ask the audience, write in your comments, what are your top five? Mm. And tell us why. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Well, that was the Geeky Bros podcast. Till next time, I'm your boy Tactics. It's your boy Darcy. I'm Big Geek Umar. Live long and prosper, y'all. Like and subscribe.